Hey everyone, welcome to Navigating Education, the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about using EdTech tools to make data-driven decisions in a matter of seconds. And when we think about EdTech tools and data is that first, we need to remember that every action that we complete or do using a tool, data is being collected and it is stored and there's so much of it if for example you go on many of the prominent edtech tools that you probably use on a daily basis think about pear deck edpuzzle flipgrid google forms your student information system etc there is tons of data there that you can use in a matter of seconds or minutes to directly affect your instruction and amplify the learning for your students. However, traditionally, a lot of the educational data movement was focused on primarily like assessment and organizational data, such as like attendance. But we need to go a little bit further and think about it more holistically um, because those initial data points that I just discussed are are not the entire picture. So when I'm talking about data today, I'm talking about social emotional learning data, reflective qualitative data that maybe students wrote down, assessment data, primarily formative assessment data, and then organizational data And I could also talk a little bit about other ways to collect data, such as polling, such as now we have to deal with COVID. So there's those COVID data, but that's more of the organizational school leadership I'm talking primarily today in the classroom. So let's talk about how we can use this data quickly to help your students. So if you're looking at your student information system, Flipgrid, Pear Deck, iReady, MobyMax, Edpuzzle, Prodigy, et cetera, each of these platforms have what I call data visualization dashboards. So for example, when you go on to Pear Deck, you can go and review the slides from all your students. That's essentially a data visualization. And there's also the ability right next to that to extract the data. Similarly, with something like iReady or MobyMax, you can see the dashboard of data related to the lessons that your students completed on this adaptive EdTech tool. But you can also extract that data onto a spreadsheet. Ultimately, when you're using dashboards, to make a decision. So say for example, on iReady or MobyMax, your students were working on fractions and you're able to determine which students were doing well with multiplying and dividing fractions, but you're also able to see that there were several students within this fractions um, lesson or number of lessons that you provide them, they were struggling with adding and subtracting fractions. So we can use those data visualizations to make those hypotheses about our students and we can monitor and adjust our instruction that way.
in addition on something, for example, such as an ad puzzle that you deliver to your students, you can do it in a similar way by seeing the percentage of the questions correct related to a topic, and then you can go further and see it per question. So in that same methodology, we can determine really quickly what our students need. But there are a number of ways that we can go further and going further means is that we actually extract the data from that edtech tool and we put it onto a spreadsheet and use some more advanced statistics and this necessarily doesn't take very long i mentioned this in a number of blog posts my data literacy blogs that are on my website that this process really takes about five to 10 minutes, depending on how far in depth you want to go. Um, it just really depends on first, when you are extracting data and, and uploading it onto a spreadsheet, sometimes the data isn't clean and formatted correctly. So that's probably the longest it takes. So we have to format the data and make sure that it, it is clean. There's, there's no rigidity to it so that when we perform a statistical analysis that the basically it won't come up as an error so we have to take that into consideration but generally that takes the longest when we're thinking about that and when we're using data on a spreadsheet for making instructional decisions you have to go back to i think many of us have done some action research and First, I, I recommend everyone focus on descriptive statistics, which is like the mean, median, mode, and also include standard de uh, deviation in there. Because we need to find overall, if we ever go further, we need to think about variance. So after we um, just quickly, we can format the data by cleaning it. And then if you run some just basic descriptive statistics if you know the formulas. I mean, it, in a matter of minutes, we can see, you know, what type of problems maybe students are struggling with or doing well in, you know, which student groups are doing well versus not, etc. And we can go a little bit further and think about for our own purposes going into multivariate statistics. So if we're focusing on like correlations, regressions, and ANOVAs, which is basically determining um, the variance between an independent and uh, dependent variable. So I like to use correlations and regressions the most because I can determine real quickly if there's a correlation, if there's um, any sort of relationship between maybe, for example, if I had one assessment and another assessment that were on a similar topic, I can determine like, okay, well, were these, was there a relationship between these scores or not? Or I've done something, for example, silly as attendance, and we can make a lot of these um, hypothesis on our own, but basically trying to determine a relationship between attendance and 
my test scores or even my overall uh, grade percentages in my class. And as administrators, that's something that you can do with correlations, but you can also focus on regressions, which you can predict a little bit about, okay, we're looking at different types of assessment scores over time, or we're looking at, could even look at like student climate survey data, um, student social emotional data, we can, that is in the form of like a Likert scale, like one out of five, like how are you feeling, etc. You can do that over time and, you know, predict a little bit of maybe what the, the climate could be over time, etc. So there's a lot of different things that we can do with that multivariate data analysis, but we all have to be careful about like, where are we collecting this data? What's our sample? Um, and then are, is there any sort of like really major limitations to what we're doing, which can involve like your biases, um, like you're not, you're, you don't have any sort of like really like research design you're just doing it for your own practical purposes. So you have to think about that. So overall, when you review these results, um, I generally focus on like where the gaps are. Um, I think I use adaptive ed tech tools the most to determine where my students are at. And then I use my lessons to then um, be used as interventions for these areas that my students may be struggling in. So generally like iReady is one of my favorites because it kind of tells me exactly where my students are in a variety of different areas, which then I can create a number of interventions, whether it's in my own instruction or through that um, EdTech tool itself that I can generate lessons for my students um, individually and send those out or I can create an extension for students that may be doing well, I can give them lessons that may be even more difficult. And I've done this all for reading uh, comprehension. I've done it using a tool called Read Theory and that tells lexile levels, but it also focuses on, are they able to find the main idea, synthesize ideas together, etc. So those types of programs have really helped me and in my instruction. And I've made those data-driven decisions through either extracting the data itself and spending some time doing that data analysis or just looking at that data dashboard and generating my own hypotheses and making sure that I have a good idea of where my students are at and where I need to go with my instruction to help them further their learning. So overall, I gave just a quick synopsis of how we can use our EdTech tools to make data-driven decisions in a matter of seconds or minutes. It's something that we can do quickly and we now have the ability to do it. Um, 10, 10, 10, 15 years ago, this did not exist. We weren't collecting data all the time. And we wanna use that data that we're collecting to help support students. and. It's something that doesn't necessarily have to be hard. It's something that can be really easily done by anyone with just a little bit of practice and just a little bit of insight of 
remembering how you can do some statistical analysis, some basic statistics, and understanding like as an instructor where your students will need to go as a result of your analysis. So ultimately that was really the purpose of today's podcast and I hope that you subscribe and follow Navigating Education, the podcast, and continue the conversation on social media. Thank you, everyone. And I can't wait to share this episode with you. Have a great one.